1: All right, Sean let us now we're gonna get in to some mailbag talk so if anybody is out there and you haven't you're just joining the show let's say start pumping in mailbag questions because we are going to get as many as we possibly can here for the next I don't know hour or so we'll see it we'll see how long mm-hmm. it takes right and uh we had I think a super chat that's going to start us off here in a second. But again, MB before the question, mailbag before the question, to make sure that we can distinguish what is a mailbag question and what is just general chatter in the chat. You can ask us anything from recruiting to Notre Dame. We'll talk about Al Golden in this conversation as well, because I know that he obviously was just guaranteed an extension by Notre Dame. But there is a super chat, Sean. So let's go to the super chat first, a little bit of Al Golden Talk. We had a super chat. Super chats always go to the top of the line, by the way. Just for people that don't know out there. Sloppy Joe with the super chat. Thank you so much, Sloppy Joe. It says, fellas, who do you think is the greatest Notre Dame commit and non-Notre Dame of all time? Personally, for him, it would be or for them, excuse me. Notre Dame would be manti Teo. Non-Notre Dame, Marcus Dupree for the University of Oklahoma. Sean, let's start out with the one first part of this. The greatest Notre Dame commit, and you can keep it to your lifetime, obviously, because you know I, I don't remember what happened in the uh, '60s personally. I don't, I don't well, remember. I can those tell you now, greatest Notre Dame commit of your lifetime, yes.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed.
1: I tell
2: you now, it's gonna be the same person for me. It's Randy Moss.
1: It's Manti. Oh, Randy Moss. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Randy Moss.
2: Had both both answers. Randy Moss. The fact they had him committed, and the fact that they didn't have him commit, like that's it. It's easy for me. And he never played it's it down.
1: Cheating, man. It's kind of cheating. Hey, it's you're right.
2: Cheating. You're right. It's low hanging fruit, but I hey, I'm grabbing it today.
1: <laughs> all right that's fair that's fair I'm trying to so I'm trying to more remember in my lifetime right so Randy Moss was even a little bit before like I paid attention to recruiting obviously it was a little, little bit slightly before my time I was less than what was Randy Moss's rookie year in the NFL was he like a 98 guy 99 something like that right so I was man. still a young pup something like that I I'm trying to remember man. I thought, wait a minute you're talking about
2: the year you're talking about the year. I thought yeah. you were still stuck on yeah. I, th- I thought you were still stuck on ratings
1: for <laughs> oh, 9899. I was like, I was like, yeah, he probably was like a 98, 90 98, 98 <laughs> speed, 98 speed, 99 spectacular catch. Yeah, yeah, he had to hit all that in his bag, man. He really did. But of my lifetime, Sean, guys, I remember it probably in Man right? I mean, I remember when they got Man Tai Teo and it was like that was a thing, man. They were like, "Holy smokes!" This Hawaii line. two thousand nine, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, something like that, man. I just remember, I remember watching it though, and he had the number five in high school. He had the visor. I was like, "Holy smokes!" Who is that guy, man? Like, who the heck is that dude, right? So, I probably go Manti. I'm trying to think of like anybody else that I'm just like, yeah, that was. That was a dude. I mean, Jalen Smith was kind of that guy, right? Like he was a dude yeah. for Notre Dame as well. But that was a, I think what, what like the greatest though, and I think it the greatest cause, cause Jalen Smith was a local guy, right? Like Notre Dame needs mm-hmm. to be able to get that guy all the time, getting a big time dude like that from the state of Hawaii, who was probably a heavy USC lean for a long time. It's like, mm-hmm. that was impactful. And then obviously mm-hmm. we know what Manti was able to accomplish in his career. Right. You know, uh, almost a four-year starter, All-American, Heisman Trophy runner-up, seven interceptions in 2012. I mean, he was a, such a tremendous football player. So I'd probably go with Manti. I'd probably go with Manti. Someone said Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen was a big one, too. I remember when they got Jimmy Clausen. I was like, oh, shoot, who's this dude from Thousand Oaks, California, right? Like, whoa, that guy's good, right? So, yeah, but i could probably go Manti. Go Manti. You said, Randy, for that, your nine guy.
2: Yep. That 09 class? Dude, they weren't even ranked that high nationally. And they literally were the foundation of like the 2012 championship game. That team that went 12 and 0, like it really taken Notre Dame to the next level. It That just goes to show you. Like, yeah. that's Tyler Eifert. That's Manti. Tyler Eifert, I think Zeke Motto was in that class. Let me pull it. Man, just off the top. Heck, Nick Touch was in that class. Theo Riddick. Calabrese, Sierra Wood, Jake Golick, Zach Martin was in that class, dude. That was that was a pretty in court, yeah. and heck, Shaq Evans was a five star kid, if I'm not mistaken. No, Shaq he was four star out of and he went, California, and he, and he
1: ended up at UCLA, right? Shaq was a pretty UCLA, good at UCLA, right, yeah.
2: right, right. That was pretty. That was darn good class, and they were only ranked twenty first. That's crazy. Yeah. That was like a transformational
1: yeah. class for Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. yeah. No doubt. And that no, wasn't I'm even Brian Kelly. Like, that
2: was the year before.
1: Sure. I'm trying to think of a guy in my lifetime, Sean, that like some landed somewhere else that was like, holy, you know what? You know, like I'm, I'm trying to hmm. think. I mean, quarterbacks naturally come to mind a little bit. Like, I remember Terrell Pryor. Was he like G-Net, P- G-Net P- uh, Pennsylvania, right? Where it was like, Whoa, Mm -hmm. who's that kid? Like, I remember seeing his kids' Mm -hmm. highlights for the first time. Matt Barkley coming out of modern day, staying at USC, I know was a big one back Mm -hmm. in the day. Trying to think. Trying to think. Adrian Peterson, Oklahoma, was a big one. I mean, he was a man amongst boys. He's one of the few guys I remember, Adrian Peterson, where it was like, if he could go to the NFL after freshman year of college, he could have. He would have been really good. Like, he he was one of those dudes. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. he was pretty good. Yeah. I think those are a couple guys, though. Those were a couple guys. I remember them, and it's mm-hmm. just Julio Jones was another one I remember. It was just like, that dude was different Come, going to Alabama. was just absolutely different immediately. So, there's was a couple guys. There were a couple guys. Yeah, I agree with Honestly, that. Honestly, Caleb, Down- Caleb Downs this past year was like that for me. <laughs> I was like, that dude's sick. He's a yeah. sick football player. Driscoll isn't uh, that high on Caleb Downs, dude. Who isn't? Dristil. Really? Brian? I thought Brian loved yeah. Caleb Downs.
0: Nah, we,
2: from the show we did together this the other day he was kind of on uh, saturday he was kind of like because uh, i was talking about yo i forget what we're talking about but i was just talking about we we're talking, having a conversation about texas right okay and yep. people in the chat were saying yo texas is gonna blow michigan out and i'm like what you think texas is gonna blow michigan out going to the big house week two like i don't care who the quarterback is for michigan like I know Quinn Ears is going to have some problems with that defense. And he was like, yo, I'm not sold on the." Oh, he was like the back end. I'm not sold on the back end of the Michigan, Michigan defense. Oh, Ooh, he's not wow, as high dude. as the, he's not as high as on the safeties as we are.
1: Uh, I see these class really good, man. Makai, page and Rob, and Rob Moore. They're, they're very good. They're very good, I, yeah. they're
2: very good. I love both of them. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I think yeah. he's like, I can see Texas going in there and, and blowing them out. I'm like, all right. Okay right like that's a culture game like because texas isn't about to come in there and push michigan around there's a chance that michigan can push them around though because in the trenches michigan is still going to be who they are so that's that's how we got to caleb downs because i was like yo caleb downs my thing was Because he said, yo, look what they did to Alabama. They went in and beat Alabama on the road. I said, that's fine. I said, Caleb Downs, that was his first game. I said, if they had played the same Caleb Downs that had a great game against Georgia in the SEC championship, I don't think Texas does that to Caleb Downs. They took advantage of him in that first game. I don't think they do that in the second matchup.
1: And that's how we got to it. I'm like. I think he's the best safety in college football already. I think he's he's that guy already he, i think he's pretty good man he, wherever
2: he where wherever if he had come to notre dame they would have been the best secondary if he had gone to michigan oh. he he would have somebody would have had to sit on the bench and they have two really good safeties he went to ohio state or,
1: or they would have ran a four-two-five and put like mckay page a rover or something like that <laughs> or yeah, something crazy like up. that yeah 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 downs is very good downs is a uh excellent excellent football player and i actually agree with that sean about the te- like again i have no idea what michigan's offense is going to look like in 2024 but defense is gonna be there pretty is. dang good man it's gonna there be a is. good defense i mean it is right i i don't i i just i i don't think that it's going to be a blowout either way i think that'll be a competitive football game could texas win sure that's oh win, i but... would pick i would pick
2: texas to win the game right i would
1: right.
2: if hardball yeah. was there i wouldn't pick them to win the game but With Sharon Moore, I would definitely pick Texas to win the game. But the trenches, because I know what the two big dudes that Texas lost in the middle defensively, and they probably have young, talented kids, but you don't have those two dudes playing as seniors. Uh, And you don't. don't, Yeah, Byron Murphy and that dude, yep. Your secondary Mm -hmm. is still questionable.
1: Oh, secondary stinks. And you lost,
2: yeah. It's not good. And you lost two really good receivers. Now you have talented young receivers.
1: But, I mean, it's not Will Johnson is taking one of those dudes away. Oh yeah, especially that early on in the season. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah. So schematically, it's like yo, and people are like, you're play, you're,
2: you're showing love to Michigan too much love to Michigan. I'm like, dude, I'm just looking at this as. You should objectively like this. Isn't just so we walk in the building and we're just better than you. That's, ladies and gentlemen. And, like, and I'm
1: well, well, Sean. And I I feel like we we our hatred for Michigan is also leaving uh, like leaving us to also looked at like Texas also lost a lot from their team as well. I mean they lost their top running back. They lost mm-hmm. their starting right tackle. They lost their starting center. They lost their two top receivers. They lost their two interior defenses, one of which was an all American, the other of which is probably gonna go in the first round of the twenty twenty-four NFL draft. They lost their leading tackler and Jalen Ford. They lost their starting outside corner and Ryan Watts. Like they lost a lot too. And I someone said I, I'm pushed back on Michigan because they lost a lot on the defense. I okay. Wait, I mean okay, I understand. Well no, he's talking about the, two like, first the round staff. he's talking about the defensive it, staff. I get it. I get that part. Oh, but, the staff, the staff. I don't, I don't care. He's talking about the yeah, defensive first... staff losses.
2: They got a first-round defensive back. They got a first-round defensive tackle. They have a kid that made the game-winning play on the fourth and goal against Alabama that was a backup that transferred from Coastal Carolina. Like, what what are we talking about? People are acting like just because Jim Harbaugh left, all of a sudden all the talent they have just left. Like, do you understand? Michigan might have been ranked number one, number two, if Jim Harbaugh had stayed.
1: Well, I I, I would say this about Michigan is that Michigan's not going to be as deep as it was last year as far as total bodies, but I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of top dudes. Oh, man. Yep. Is Quentin or going
2: to have enough time to throw?
1: That's the question. I I don't, I don't, I, I don't think that that's a blowout. I definitely don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a close football game. Again, Texas probably wins. I mean, most likely, but I mean, it's still a it's gonna be. I I just yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in the boat, Sean, and I always am like this, right? Like I hate Michigan. I hate them, but also mm-hmm. I can still show respect to people, can I? And be like, yeah, it's still a pretty talented team, man. I don't know. It's, That's um, just my thing. That's my thing. It was just
2: interesting. It was just. I was like, yo. Now that was the argument. Miss. Does Michigan take a step back? How far, how many steps back do they take? Are they going to lose four to five games? Oh well, yeah,
1: they take a step back. They're not, they're not going to go 15-0 and, and win a national championship next year, right? Like, yes, of course they're going to take a step back, but to act like it's just going to completely fall off and they're going to suck, like, I, I disagree. I just disagree yeah. with that. I just, I just don't know. they feel really the same hard, way. But yeah. Because like you said, man, Will Johnson might be the best corner in college football coming back. Might be the best. The two interior defensive linemen, Kenneth Grant and Mason Graham, I mean, they're They're both very good, very good. You mentioned Josiah Stewart, who's coming back, who was pretty good for them at defensive end in 2023. You have a offensive, you have the head coach who has been steadily establishing a really good offensive line units over the last few years. Why why should we assume that although Michigan's losing talent offensive line-wise, that they're not going to be able to rebound from that when they have the same guy that's been developing them for years? I mean, that's pretty safe to assume, I think. the tight end, Colson Loveland, is probably the best tight end coming back in college football next year, right? I mean, Donovan yeah. Edwards is coming back. I mean, there's there's a lot of talent coming back,
2: man. There's that's, a, lot that's a lot of talent coming back. Man. And I think that yeah. whole thing, it just it kind of was like, all right, I understand the hate we have for Michigan, but and I mean, dude, the new head coach, out coach Ryan Day, out coach James Franklin on the road, like
1: and I I I just I I look Ohio state's going to rank higher in any early ranking that I do. They are, but also, man, let's be honest. I'm not convinced even with the, the offensive coaching hire that they made with chip Kelly. Cause I am a big fan of that coaching hire, but I still think there's a mental block of Ohio state versus Michigan right now. I think there's a mental block there, man. I do. I think there is in the trenches, so, right?
0: In the trenches, right?
1: In the mentality as well, like I just, I Man. Ohio State is not match physicality with with Michigan for the most part. The last three years, they just haven't. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. And even if they yeah. do take a step back, as far as like if they go nine and three this year, right? Like that, that's like a oh my god, they're the worst team ever. Like yes, I, I is anybody predicting them to go? 15 and 0 again and win a national championship? I'm sure not. No. <laughs> I don't think anybody's out there. Right? I wouldn't win have
2: predicted that. I wouldn't have again. predicted that if Harbaugh had stayed. I wouldn't have predicted that. Sure. You know, yeah. but this like four to five losses, it's like, all right. Yeah. Could it could have happened. Had hey, anything to happen.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm just not ready to, to cl- cl- uh, crown Texas anything either. I'm just not ready there. I, Texas hasn't proven anything. But they they lost a lot of talent too, man. Like we can't say like Michigan mm-hmm. all lost all this talent and then just skim skim by that. You know Texas is losing Jonathan Brooks and A.D. Mitchell and and Xavier Worthy and and all these dudes, right? Like they're losing some guys too, man. <laughs> like they're losing mm-hmm. a lot of guys. So yeah.
2: Didn't they didn't they lose their tight end too? The San- yeah, Sanders, on
1: Sanders. Yeah, he's in yeah. the draft too. Tavion Sanders is in the draft too. They lost their, their top three receivers from this past year.
2: Yeah, take That's that into the big house week two. Have fun.
1: Big house can be a tough place to play as well. So we'll see. John, let's now, react. I do like their return to the running play. backs, though. Oh, I like the number, um, what's it 23? Both the are running right? backs. I like, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cedric Baxter, yeah. he's a tough runner, too. Yeah, yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree. They should do pretty well. And this is no, this is no downing on. Texas at all. I think Texas is heading in a very good direction, but I'm just not ready to say that they're just going to blow out Michigan. Like I'm, I'm not ready to say that. Yeah. Wisconsin threw for 400 yards at the Big House. Okay, all right, sure. Um, all right. Let's let's move on. I get it, man. We hate Michigan in the chat. I get it, but we can also be reasonable. You know, they won a national championship. They how, did many just the Alabama, how many yards to Alabama?
2: How many yards to Alabama and Michael Penix store for?
1: Yeah. Well. Oh, but, but, oh, it's different teams. Uh, Well, three of the guys in the secondary that did that or back this year. So
2: I mean, Louisville put up 38 points on a a top three defense, didn't they? They did. When Notre Notre Dame faced them, right? I think pulling up one game.
1: Oh, and and we need to comment in the chat about getting upset. No one's upset. We're having a conversation. Please don't do that stuff, man. I hate, I hate that stuff so much. All right. John, let's talk about it though. We'll move Al Golden. We'll get into some more questions here, okay? We, we've talked about this enough. Al Golden was been reported, including Brian, obviously verifying everything. But Al Golden has been signed to a four year contract extension with the University Fantastic. of Notre Dame. I know uh, John Bryce, I think, was one that reported it early on, who's uh, just kind of said that the um, the number that he's going to be making in that four-year span will we'll most likely make him one of the highest, if not the highest defensive paid defensive, uh, highest paid defensive coordinators in college football. So Sean, another example of Notre mm-hmm. Dame putting their money where their mouth is, man, putting their money where the mouth yeah. is. They now broke the bank for Mike Dembrock. They broke the bank to keep Chad Bowden as the director of recruiting in the staff as mm-hmm. well. They now broke the bank to retain Al Golden, who's coming off of a fantastic year in his second year as a defense coordinator. So, your initial thoughts to Al Golden being back for another four years?
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage
2: And we talked about this, I think we started to see, first of all, this, I guess amongst those that cover Notre Dame, this really wasn't a secret. Especially once we saw Mike Denbrock get his money, and then we saw Chad Bowden get his money, it's like, okay. And it was all about whether or not Al Golden was going to want to get a chance to go to the NFL and what he was going to, the decision he was going to make. But I think I said it. When Al Golden came here, I think Notre Dame was a certain thing for him. And I think what Notre Dame is to him today is totally different than what Notre Dame was to him when he first arrived. I do really think he has fallen in love with coaching with Marcus Freeman, coaching with the rest of the staff, being very comfortable the transition and what Max Bullock has meant on the recruiting trail that has allowed him to do certain things. And he has gone face-to-face with certain linebackers that he has a relationship with or from areas that he's familiar with and been able to attack those like a Bowdoin Cajun, right? Like uh, Anthony Saka, who he has a familial uh, familial relationship with. Uh, Yep. Well, a Penn State familial relationship with when I talk about that. So, yeah, I think he has gotten to a place where he is really comfortable at Notre Dame. And it was going, even if an NFL job came open, it was going to have to be a great opportunity for him to leave Notre Dame. Because I think he is really he has really grown into the community, the program, the staff and everything, and it was going to be really hard to pull him away from Notre Dame at this point and what he's established. And I think he has the feeling like, yo, he's just getting started. Like, what he's created defensively at Notre Dame, I think he – because he really hasn't seen the manifestation of uh, draft. Stats-wise, he's turned things around. I think he wants to turn things around and go up to the next level, defensive line, stopping the run. Be, be more complete yeah. defensively. I think those are things that he wants to do. Uh, he's very Stags like in my opinion, Yeah, on the college level. And you can talk to this. Uh, I think those are things that he's chasing. I think he's gotten to the point now where there are things, as the D.C. at Notre Dame, of course the national championship, but there, there are things that he wants to chase, and he wants to see from his defense whether it's Benjamin Morrison being first round, Christian Gray being like, now you have a factory of first rounders and becoming dominant year after year after year. That's something that is going to be his legacy that he can see two, three years down the line at Notre Dame. And I think ultimately this is like fantastic four-year deal, uh, similar money to Mike Denbrock and what he got in his deal. You've stacked that on top of Chad Bowden, stacked that on top of things that we're hearing about other coaches you know where discussions might be taking place yes you can't talk about it we asked notre dame to go all in and they have and they have and they have they have, they have. It's, it's nothing what else can you say right we joked about the whole good steward thing in the email that jack Swarbick sent out look yep That. You know, the Google upgrades to the Google are coming. Upgrades to the athletic facilities are coming. Notre Dame is putting their money where their mouth is, man. And as a fan fan base, that's all you can ask. That's all you can ask. Now let's see what happens on the field.
1: I mean, I flash back to last offseason Sean, where there were a lot of questions on whether the Notre Dame administration was willing to back enough financially mm-hmm. to be able to get you to that next level. This offseason has erased that feeling. for Mm -hmm. for now, right? Like it has completely erased that feeling because you don't have an administration who is willing to back to get you the best offensive coordinator on the market to lock down your defensive coordinator who just led one of the best Notre Dame defenses that we've seen in several years to make sure that your recruiting stays and also gets a promotion in the recruiting staff as well in Chad Bowden. So yes, people are saying in the chat, you just said it, Sean. Notre Dame is putting their money where their mouth is, right? Which is what you needed. And I think that also, if we're just talking about Al Golden, this is a perfect pairing of offensive and defensive coordinator now for Notre Dame moving forward. Mike Denbrock, Mm -hmm. Wiley Vets, been at it for a long time. Al Golden, similar, older coach, has been around the block, has been in a lot of different roles. You also have the dynamic young head coach in Marcus Freeman. I think that's a good balance of power, right? I think it's good. You have a guy that if I'm Marcus Freeman, I can trust Mike Denbrock to run an offense. So maybe I can step back a little bit and let him put his foot, put his fingerprints on that and make it take to that next level. You have a defensive coordinator where – Marcus Freeman, even as a defensive guy, can look at Al Golden and what he accomplished in 2023 and say, you do that, man. You do that, and we'll be good. And that allows Marcus Freeman to kind of take that CEO role even to a further Mm -hmm. step, right? Clock management, time management, the day-to-day responsibilities of a Notre Dame coach. I think that that's smart. I think it's smart, Sean. I think it is because obviously a head coach is always going to have his – Imprint on things offensively, defensively, special teams wise, but getting guys in as the coordinator spots that you can trust and you don't have to just oversee every single second of every part of the operation. I think that that's big for Notre Dame. So I love where this Notre Dame staff is going. I love what we've seen from the administration to back up the football message. And I think Notre Dame has a chance to be very, very good into the future. So, big time, man. It's big time. Mm-hmm. So, probably about the best case scenario for talking about coordinators from what we envisioned this offseason, right? Because, I mean, there were whispers as far as like just, you know, general people talking as far as like, you know, what if Al Golden gets an NFL opportunity and a defensive coordinator opportunity? And then obviously after the Jared Parker thing, you're like, where does Notre Dame pivot on this decision to find an offensive coordinator? I think getting Mike Denbrock with. Al Golden retaining retention moving forward. It's about a best case of an off season you possibly have if you're Marcus Freeman Mm -hmm. and Notre Dame staff. So big time, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We had people that were obviously putting that in the chat earlier that I had starred. It's a really good thing to see. Really good thing to see. All right. All right. So Sean, let's get to some of these questions now. T guns, Ryan, I called dibs and $5 on handing you your first loss on the new NCAA game. Will you accept the challenge? Tommy, I'll accept the challenge, but you can keep your money after I beat you. Okay. I don't need your money, man. I don't need your money. You save it for one of the truck stops that you're going to frequent on your travels. My friend, I will beat you for free for free. See, I don't know about that's you, how Sean, I know you're a gamer.
2: That's how I know you're a gamer. So you was, you was, like I, me.
1: Hey, Amen. People, I let really me tell you, was a double A. Really good.
2: Yeah. It, it was funny because I forget one one of the big college football guys, national guys. I remember mm-hmm. when Notre Dame went to Ohio State. Like, I kept telling him, like, dude, he's like, yeah, it's a double digit line. Ohio State's going to blow Notre Dame out. And I'm like, dude, Notre Dame's not going to blow. Notre Dame's not going to get blown out. Here are the reasons why.
1: Mm hmm.
2: He he couldn't refute any one of the reasons I gave him. He couldn't refute it. He just oh, was a talent Ohio State refute the reasons I gave you. Refute the reasons I gave you. They're not going to blow them out. It's going to be a fourth quarter game. Play the under. Well, put put your money where your mouth is. I said, dude, that that's for you. That's courage for you. Money is courage for you. It's not my word. Is all I need. Yeah, my word. And I came right back after the game and said, "My word still stands. What I said stands." So, yeah, Ryan's a man of his word for the game. Like, dude, we don't need money. We don't need money as motivation. Oh, he he told you, He's
1: gonna spank. He's gonna spank you. I'll talk for him. He's gonna spank you, John. He he can keep us five dollars and I'll play with Rutgers. Yeah, he can have whatever he wants. Yeah, you come get it. Come get it.
2: I'll talk. I'll talk for my boy. (laughs) Get it. <laughs> get it and don't and don't take it personally whatever transpires yeah. don't take it personal
1: oh it's never personal man it's hey
2: I know bad. I know when I hear a gamer talking Ryan just told you very respectfully like nah yep. I'm gonna get yeah because I
1: because I'm not I'm not the like I'm, I'm no, we're I'm pretty we're good talking at trash
2: we're talking trash yeah. right
1: now dude a little bit man like I, I'm pretty good at Madden, Sean. But I'm, but there's definitely people out there that are a lot better than me at Madden, right? But NCAA, man, like I could play, I could play. I'm pretty good, pretty good on the sticks, man. Pretty good on the sticks. So Madden, maybe Tommy has a shot, but in NCAA, I doubt it, man. I doubt it. Give me Rutgers. I'll run the triple option with Gavin Wimsett and Kyle Manungi, and you got no chance, Tommy Gudge. Bro, no the chance. fact
2: that you, the fact that you said give me Rutgers. Be so Rutgers, baby. I gotta put you on the petty train today, bro. You, <laughs> you
1: guys,
2: that's super petty.
1: Tommy can have whoever he wants, man. He can have he can have Notre Dame, he can have Georgia, he can have Ohio State. You can have who the heck he that wants, man. man. That Texas man apparently is gonna, the best team in the country, so he can have Texas if he wants. He, whoever he wants, whoever he wants, man. He can have it. That man
2: said he's that's gonna beat so. you as Greg Schiano. That's what he just said.
1: All right, let's go to Tommy. Had a follow-up, Sean. I'll let you answer this one. He said, which set of mechanics will you learn first on the new game? The triple option or the RPO game?
2: Neither the triple
1: option guy in NCAA. No. no, I'm,
2: no. I'm, a very, I'm a very run run pass. I run, I, you have to stop me running the ball. I'm running the ball. Please run the ball. Yeah. And don't don't stack yeah. the middle. Because oh, I'm just gonna hit the edges. Like, yo. And don't don't go to nickel because oh now, dude. You're going to have to stop the run. I'm going to force you to stop the run. And then I'll just hit you with play action and the flats, and I'll I'll just slowly methodically break you down. I don't get triple option. I did R- run triple R- option with Notre Dame a little bit. Did you I did? Did you? Yeah. For oh. RPO. Because my two teams back in the day were really Florida State and Notre Dame. I just took two different. Mm-hmm. You know styles, styles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two different yeah. styles, yeah. right? And then I built, I built a dynasty with Northern Illinois from scratch. You know, I had a team like that. I always had like three going at the same time. They kind of like allowed me to do different things. So,
1: but I, mean, I, I hey. forgot who my, I forgot who my team was, Sean. I had a similar one where I, I took a, 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 typically not great football team and built them into a national championship. It, Maybe like mm. Akron or something, I can't remember, mm-hmm. man. Like there was something, something like that though. It was something like that.
2: It was always northern Illinois, and I would recruit a bunch of Chicago kids or a bunch of Illinois kids, and then eventually get to national recruits.
1: Yeah, nice.
2: But nice. the run game for me is always the first thing I go to. That's the first thing I always go to.
1: I'm not gonna lie, man. The RPO game with Riley Leonard, running a little read option off of it too. That would uh. Be some fun times, man. That would be some fun yeah. times. Yeah, I can times.
2: see that. I can see that. Yeah, that's why I think the the greatest miss with this uh hiatus was Lamar yeah. jack
1: Oh, oh, it would it would oh. it would have been stealing money. Well, oh. uh, apparently, there's a rumor that they might get some of those like historical teams or players like into the game that maybe missed out a little bit. I I heard that. I don't know if that's like been verified yeah. or not, but. Yeah, man, if you can get Lamar in that Ooh. game, that would <laughs> that would have been stupid. Like running oh. power and stuff, like, all right, man. All right. It's illegal.
2: It's Ill- yeah. How do you how do you defend that? Yeah. And
1: it wasn't like he yeah. played with scrubs. His receivers yeah, were actually pretty receivers. decent. Yeah, he has some good receivers, yeah. 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 They actually did a pretty good job, uh, I Charlie Strong it was Charlie Strong during that era, was it not? Or was it Bobby Petrino again? I might have Petrino again, right? Yeah. I think it was Petrino again at that point. Yeah. But yeah, that they, they put some talent on that offense, man. Put some talent, what if man. they give you what if you give what if they give you the
2: classic game option? Like which classic game would you want to play? I would want to play that Clemson, that Deshaun versus Lamar game. Clemson,
1: oh yeah, you did deal, miss that. Right. You missed yeah. that one, didn't you? Yeah, you did miss that one. Yeah. Someone said you missed, like, Trevor Lawrence, too, right? Like, yeah, you missed Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields with Ohio State, like, that would have been pretty fun, too. Ooh, I mean, yeah, that Clemson-Ohio State matchup, Justin Fields versus yeah. Trevor. Ooh, that's a classic. People game. aren't going to hear this, Sean, either, but you know who else would have been pretty sick in the game is Caleb Williams. He would have been pretty dang sick in the game. Like, he would have been really, really good, <laughs> if we're being honest. With
2: uh, how about uh, – the highest winner from this year,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Jaden would have been very, very Lamar Jackson ish with how you could have used Jaden Daniels as well. Heck yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Oh, 2019
1: LSU. Oh my gosh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, talk about a 99 oh. overall. He would have been a 99 overall. He was insane that year, absolutely insane. Man, yeah, man, man, man. man. That was fun, fun times. Hey, and hey. Hey. yes. They missed out on a lot, man. They missed out on a lot of opportunities for the game, a whole lot. I hope they add
2: add historical teams and the historical games and allow you to play with either team. That would
1: be dope. That would be fun. Some people are talking about, um, Sean, and and I think there was a question about this. So let let me try to find it real quick. But someone said – someone asked about cover athletes. I I, I saw an interesting – conversation and i wanted to make sure oh yeah so KMac asked did y'all already talk about who you think will be on the cover sean i t- i saw that someone say this uh on twitter and i think that would be a great idea i would put all the heisman trophy winners since the game ended up until now on the cover mm-hmm. like like a kind of a, a montage almost as far as like i want jaden daniels on there i want Lamar on there, I want all the guys that we've seen win the Heisman all on there. You know what I mean? Like I think that you can do something cool with the guys that missed out, unfortunately, in the game.
2: Or since this is not uh-huh. the same era where majority of people get the physical copy. Right? Sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. You
2: could do it. Everything could could change because everybody downloads the game or they do it digitally. So the cover could be somebody different every day mm-hmm. going to what you just said, right? You go into your game, you download it. It could be Jaden Daniels one day. It could be Lamar Jackson one day, right? Because everything is li- yeah. like, I don't know how many people, I mean, people probably still go and buy the physical copies it's for kids. I'll,
1: I'll buy Parents it. that I'll go to the it. store. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But the majority of people download the game straight to the hard drive. And just play it from there. So it's a lot. They they can get. They can really be creative with it. They really can. But I like your idea.
1: Yeah, I saw someone say that on Twitter, and I thought that was a brilliant idea. I was just like, man, like celebrate all the guys that missed out on it, right? The opportunity to potentially be on the cover. Like, I think that that's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I'm excited for it, man. Well, I think we have one more question, Sean, about the game. Someone was just asking, like, what console we play on or something. Let me let me make sure I find that one before we move on. Oh yeah, it's Tommy Guns, who just said preferred console. Sean, I, I've always been a PlayStation guy. I I, yeah. I played Xbox at like buddies' houses and stuff, but I, I've always been a PlayStation guy, pretty much my entire life. Well, I guess technically I was like a Nintendo sixty four, Sega Genesis type of guy early on, right? But like when in the bulk of my video game playing lifetime. I've been a PlayStation guy personally.
2: Same here. But you can still get it on Xbox. Like I'm not that dude that won't play you on Xbox.
1: See, see if Tommy wanted to play me in Xbox instead, he might be me in Xbox. Like I I'm not I like I I've played Xbox with my right, friends like I said, right. but I'm definitely better at PlayStation. You're, 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 I, you're
2: overthinking it. You're overthinking it, bro you're selling yourself short, and you're overtaking it it's yeah, not you, the transition you, gotta, you gotta have the transition on the
1: sticks, man you gotta have the yeah, but on the but man you gotta dude, have
2: it your fingers if you have magical fingers they it's almost like yo, know, depending on I can play Mozart depending on the piano. no it's like dude if you if you can play if your fingers are magical they're magical <laughs> it doesn't take that long i promise you it doesn't i've done it I've done it I've had people say I play Xbox, and it took me maybe two series, and I'm like, "Oh, okay," because the game is the game. Thinking the game, seeing the game, it's the game's the game. And once your fingers get programmed to the new controller, which doesn't take long if you can play, you'll be fine. I hope
1: they don't. I hope they don't. I hope they don't mess up the gameplay, Sean, because I actually really like the NCAA gameplay. I, I felt that that was I've pretty
2: heard- good. You know. I've heard negative things about the new Madden gameplay. That's what has me a little I, scared. I, I
1: have I have played the new Madden and I think they've overdone it on certain parts of the Madden gameplay. I like I don't play every day like I used to play video games when I was younger, obviously. But yeah, I, I played with my with my brother in law maybe like a month ago and I was like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it, it wasn't bad, but I'm just like I don't know. Like, there's some attribute to it where I'm just like, this is kind of I don't know some parts that I just didn't love. Yeah. Yeah.
2: At first I didn't like it. I, you know, this year I played it and I was like, uh, cause I go to the run game. Like I said, that's my thing. I've been early yeah. on. I'm going, I'm running the ball and I just yeah. didn't like some of the, uh, blocking on some of the plays. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on now. Like if this is power, like dude, like why do I have to wait so long for this dude to come around and pull? Like, what's the deal the gameplay is totally different right. and then even the juke move is not as effective as it used to be
1: it's not so You're right it is not no. it is not now. No. yeah it, it may like go backwards sometimes it's weird like you'll juke and you'll like lose ground and i'm just like what, yeah. what is happening right now i don't know like, what's, what's happening, happening right yeah. now yeah yeah i i feel like the sticks are a lot more they're a lot more sensitive now, which I kind of like to a degree. Like, I understand why it went there, but like maybe a little a touch too much, just a touch at some points. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. We'll see what the gameplay is like down the road, though. We it's had, it's I,
2: realistic. Yeah, I can tell you that it's real. Yeah. Madden is very realistic because I played a game with a lot the Kansas City Chiefs, with the Kansas City Chiefs, and oh lord, it, he no time to throw. The tackles are awful.
1: Yes, the tackles are awful. awful. Yes. that 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 is one good thing about the game play, is I do feel like the action is a lot more realistic. It really is mm-hmm. so, I mean, like the passing game wise. You can't just have a guy just back forever, right? And pick you apart. Like defense linemen do get off blocks a lot more better than they used to and all that type of stuff. Right. So John Halehi with a recruiting question, Sean, I said, is Notre Dame quarterback recruiting strategy of getting a stud every year going to eventually hurt their depth when quarterbacks transfer? How does Notre Dame ideally see it playing out? Well, John, for me, I'd love to hear your insight on this, Sean, but I think you have to try to get the best guy every single year because the threat of guys transferring is always going to be there, man. Like, it's always going to be there. And we can sit here and say, like, you take a guy that's maybe a little bit down the board, maybe they'll have more realistic expectations as far as like, hey, I'm probably more of a backup or a guy that's going to be starting in third year or fourth year compared to a first or second year guy. But nobody thinks that way. They really don't. They really do not think that way for the most part. There's always going to be a, a, a guy that is different in that sense and a guy that is, is, does think that way a little bit more differently. There's always going to be an outlier. But I think overall, Sean, like the fact that there's so much turnover and guys potentially losing, I think you have to stockpile as much talent in that room as possible and figure it out in the long run as far as like if you have to take grad transfer, if you have to try to double up in a certain class. I mean, I really think that you have to try to get the best possible every single year, in my opinion.
2: The last time Notre Dame was able to stack really good quarterbacks, Mike Denbrock was at Notre Dame. So he walks into a situation to where, and I just speak from the camaraderie did not, because we can be realistic. The camaraderie between um, guys in that room, when you talk about Tommy at the end of his career, Everett, Malik, Deshaun, Brandon. Yeah. They weren't best. They weren't best of friends. I think Malik had a really good relationship with Brandon. He took Brandon under his wing. Uh, him and Deshaun didn't have the best relationship. Ev and Tommy didn't have the best relationship. And Malik had a ton of respect for Ev, but they didn't hang out like that, right? But right. there was a common goal. Like they pushed each other. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's why you go and you get those. You you get guys that push one another. You're not trying to build. A quarterback room where everyone loves one another it's like yo you want competition deuce knight knows coming in like yo kenny and cj are dudes he knows that right now he knows that right now he talks about it all the time like every time i come to visit sitting in i love sitting in on a quarterback meetings with coach g the competition is there and they're dude they're totally different types like kenny mince is a different type than cj deuce is different than anybody else Right. Yes. Dudes might, <laughs> so, yeah, you go get dudes. you like got if you're going to go get dudes, go dude. Dillon McCullough goes and gets dudes every year. Yeah. yeah. And that's different because your quarterback is not going to be shuttling in series after series, play after play. But it's the same yeah. thing. It's the same vibe. so It's built on competition and making each other better. And if, right. if they understand that and they want to be there. I don't see quarterbacks just jump and ship unless you they get yeah. three years down the line and, and and the years dictate, yo, if I want to go to the next level, I have to leave. Right? Sort of like what Malik Murphy had to do this year. He had, he didn't have a choice. He really didn't want to right. leave Steve Sarkeesian in Texas, but for what he wants to be, I have to seize this opportunity go take this opportunity to do what I want to do. So that's what I think you can create at Notre Dame by going after stud quarterbacks.
1: I th- I think, too, that it's a numbers game, too, Sean, right? I mean, because, mm-hmm. look, every, every position is going to have misses. I mean, every single one. Quarterback has such a small room. I mean, you're lucky if you have four scholarship quarterbacks in the room, like at, the, at this point, day and age. So it, you need – I think it's the more talent you have in a room, the more guarantee that you have that you're going to have a dude in the room. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there's a possibility mm-hmm. that you have four guys in there, and if you're talking about shuffling, one guy's really talented, one guy's mid-level talented, one guy's maybe not the greatest talent in the world. You're you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to potentially have a guy that is absolutely a dude, right? Like, I, so I think that you need to stockpile that room too, just based upon the fact that you have less bodies than every other position for the most part, right? So. Offensive line, like you have so many bodies, it's like maybe you can afford to mix and match a little bit more because it's a little bit more of a a pull to pull from that you'll guarantee yourself that you'll have a few guys that end up being that type of guy. But quarterback, it's just not that way, man. It's just not that way. I mean, development has not been great in, in, in the previous circumstances over the last few years. So to make sure that you get a dude out of the room, I think you get as much talent in the room and figure it out. So I'm all for that. I'm all for that conversation here. All for it. Great question, though. Really Let me question. just
2: hypothetically say this. Yes. If by chance, any, because I won't say a name. I don't. I, that would be unfair. If by chance, after this spring, a quarterback decides to transfer. Sure. We're not sitting here, Freddie. Right. Because it won't be Riley yeah, no Right,
1: right. Yep.
2: If they lose anybody in that quarterback room, you're still three deep, confidently.
1: Yes. Three deep. Agreed. 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 And you're at least talented guy, Sean just went out and just played pretty dang well in his one opportunity, right? So I mean, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I agree. You're giving yourself a wider margin for error by having as much talent mm-hmm. in the room because if there's an injury yeah. or there's a transfer or whatever. Having more talented guys gives you a better opportunity to field good options, right? And you Mm -hmm. want good options at the end of the day.